listening to The Venue Podcast. The Venue is a worship gathering at Southcrest Baptist Church. We hope that this podcast helps you find your greatest pleasure and purpose in Jesus. Second Timothy chapter 3 is where we're going to be. You guys ever noticed if you're driving um, up I-27 towards Canyon, towards Amarillo, and on your right, I guess that would be the east as you're headed north, uh, there is what looks like, I can't remember what town it's near, but there is what looks like a water park that was started but has not been finished. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, it's it's on, on your right as you're driving up to Amarillo, and it's, it's almost kind of creepy because it, it literally looks like they got started and just quit. So, for example, there's you know, uh, stairs up to the top of the water slide and maybe the very first part of the water slide, but that's it. So like if a friend tries to take you up there and says, you go first, don't do it, okay? It, it is, it's kind of creepy, it's scary. Obviously there's some like pits where there would be water, but there's not any water. Um, it, it's left unfinished, it's left undone. Had a good start. I don't know if they got distracted, they ran out of funds. Maybe it'll be finished one day, but in the meantime, it's, it's just sitting there, waste of space. As we look at the passage this morning, the reason I bring up this abandoned start of a water park, I don't want my faith, I don't want your faith to resemble that water park. That you, you had a good start, but somewhere along the way, you, you got distracted. You, you had a good start, but man, this was, this was more than I anticipated. The call of Scripture on our lives, so the call of God on our lives, is that we follow Jesus faithfully. That's what we're called to do. Follow him, pursue after him faithfully. But what do I mean by follow faithfully? So to love Jesus and to live like Jesus in every season to love him, to live like him in every single moment. Now, why is that important? Why should we care about following him faithfully? So one, because we're called to do that. We're called to follow faithfully. But there's so many reasons in scripture of why that should be a driving force in our heart, in our lives. Think about Psalm 16 says that at the right hand of God are pleasures forevermore. So when you follow Jesus faithfully, it's not that your life is perfect now, but the most joy, the most deep, soul-penetrating pleasure that you can experience is actually found in Jesus. That's a good reason to follow him faithfully. Life is better when I walk with him. Think about Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. We're saved by grace through faith. And then Paul goes on to say that we've been created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand for us. So if you are a Christian, you've been saved by grace through faith, God has good works planned for you. He has things he wants to do in and through you. That's a good reason to follow Jesus faithfully. Think about uh, Peter and 2 Peter tells us to abstain from sinful desires which war against our soul. So when I don't follow Jesus faithfully and I I get off track, get off the path and go into my own desires, those sinful desires wage war against my soul. I don't wanna do that. (laughs) It's a good reason to follow Jesus. 
Jesus said, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good deeds and what? Glorify your Father who is in heaven. And we follow Jesus faithfully when we love him, when we live like him, more people get the opportunity to see how amazing God is. So when you let your light shine before others, it draws people to Jesus. And don't you want other people to know Jesus like you do? Don't you want them to know that they have a hope in heaven? Or follow faithfully. And if none of those are enough, I want to stand before Jesus. I want you to be able to stand before Jesus and hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. I want to follow faithfully. If you know Jesus, I think you do too. But following faithfully is hard, isn't it? It's not easy. I think about what what Paul said to Timothy in uh, verse one of chapter three, that, hey, hard times are coming. They're, actually, we're in the hard times. It's, it's a difficult life, particularly following Jesus. Our, our own flesh makes it difficult to follow Jesus faithfully. What did Paul say in Romans seven? Like, I, I know the thing I should do, but I don't do it. And the thing that I don't wanna do, the sinful thing, that's what I end up doing because we have this war going inside of us. Even though we've been saved by grace through faith, our flesh is still a problem, pulling us away from wanting to follow Jesus, pulling us off the path of following him faithfully. More than that, we, we just, there's options in this life, right? So following Jesus faithfully often is choosing between like what is best, what God has for us, and there's just like some fun things that the world tends to offer us. And those things want to distract us from following Jesus faithfully. Probably the biggest reason that that Paul gives us in in chapter three is that when you're trying to follow Jesus, you're going against the ways of the world. You've heard me mention this song before. Ben Rector, he's a musician, has a song where he says, standing still isn't easy when the world is moving backwards. (laughs) That's true, right? Like it's difficult to follow Jesus when, when the majority of people aren't following him, period. And even some that are, they're not really following him faithfully. It, it's, it's difficult. Look at what he says in, in chapter three, verse 12. Speaking of difficulty, he says, in fact, remember this is Paul writing to Timothy, but the Holy Spirit applying this to us as well. All who want to live a godly life You could also say, follow Jesus faithfully. All who want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Evil people and imposters will become worse, deceiving and being deceived. And Paul is a straight shooter. It's gonna be difficult. People who who don't know God, they're gonna become even more evil and, and more wicked. But then there are also imposters, people acting like they know God, acting like they have a relationship with God, but they're going to become worse too. They're going to be deceiving. And you can bet on this, Paul tells Timothy, you, you can take this to the bank that if you want to follow Jesus faithfully, you want to live a godly life, you will be persecuted. Persecuted literally in Greek is harassed and pursued. I've never knew that until this week. That was helpful for me. I think, I think persecuted and that we 
our minds can jump to um, extreme things that happen in a lot of foreign countries to, to believers. Um, or we, we joke and say we're persecuted and we have to wait in line for more than two minutes. But it is to be harassed and to be pursued, that someone is pursuing you to cause harm. You guys remember the story of Daniel in Daniel 6? Daniel was, the Holy Spirit was working uh, in Daniel and through Daniel, and he was raising up in the ranks there in Babylon, and some other men, some other leaders in Babylon got jealous of Daniel, and they said, man, the only way we're going to get Daniel is if we do something related to his God. So you know what? We're going to go to the king and say, king, make a law that says no one can pray to you, uh, no one can pray to anyone but you for, I think it was for 30 days. And sure enough, Daniel, what did he do? Like he always did, he went and prayed, and because of that, he was thrown in the lion's den. That's what it means to be pursued. It was a setup, right? They hated Daniel. They hated that he was following God, that he was being blessed, so they harassed him. They pursued him. They set him up. Think about uh, maybe you're a woman in business, in the work world, and you get left out of certain conversations or you get made fun of in certain conversations because people know that you follow Jesus faithfully. Maybe as a dad, you're trying to raise your kids in a godly manner and other dads or other kids of your own or friends of your own kids mock you because of the rules and the standards that you have out. Maybe you're in high school or college and ladies, you've, young lady, you've never been asked out on a date because guys know that you're gonna follow Jesus faithfully so you're not gonna fool around with them. It's like a form of harassment. There's a lot going against us. There's a lot of things pulling us away from following Jesus faithfully. But that's what we're called to do. Is it hard? This is not a rhetorical question. Is following Jesus faithfully hard? Yes. What I love about this chapter is it's like Paul gives us a blueprint for how we can do that. There's, there's more to it, sure, than a few things I'm gonna give you this morning from the text, but this is a great start, some things we can do to follow Jesus faithfully. Look at the text in verse 10. He's talking about these hard times, all these people not following God, and he says this, but you have followed my teaching, my conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, and endurance, along with the persecutions and sufferings that came to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. What persecutions I endured. Whew. And yet the Lord rescued me from them all. Here's the first thing. I'm gonna follow Jesus faithfully. Here's something you can do. Learn from God's people. Learn from God's people. See, it's what Paul says, hey, you, everyone else is going this way, but you, Timothy, here's what you've chosen to do, even though everyone else is not following, or so many others aren't following, you have followed my teaching, love and endurance, Follow there is not literally, it doesn't always literally mean just like follow in footsteps, but follow with your mind that someone is setting a course and you're going to follow that course. You're going to follow that worldview, that lifestyle. You make it your own is the idea. Paul's saying, 
Timothy, you're doing well. Keep going because you're learning from me. And I've set a course for you. It makes me think of 1 Corinthians 11, 1 says, Paul says, follow me as I follow who? As I follow Christ. Yeah, as, as he's pursuing Jesus, as he's seeking to live more like Christ and to love Jesus with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength. He said, hey, I'm setting an example for you. You know, if you want to follow faithfully, you're gonna have to make use of one of God's greatest gifts, and that's godly people who are a little further ahead of you in the race and following their example. Letting them be a mentor, someone who can speak life into you, someone who you can follow their teaching. So meaning they understand scripture, they're walking with God, and they wanna share that with others. He says, you follow my teaching, my conduct. So looking for people, other believers, maybe they're a similar age as you, maybe they're a little bit older than you, and they have displayed a godly character in each and every season. They're not perfect, but they're, they're living a godly conduct. He says, you've learned from me. Keep that going. You want to find somebody who has a godly purpose. Uh, one of my best friends, he talks about how important the why is. You've got to have your why nailed down. What is your purpose in life? Paul's saying, Timothy, you followed my purpose, my big why, which Paul would tell you his why was he wants to take Christ to the world. He wants other people to know Jesus like he knows Jesus. And Paul's saying, hey, you followed my purpose. Great job. That's going to help you stay the course. You followed my faith. And you got to find somebody who's, who has a solid faith, who in the highs and the lows and the roller coaster of life, they've clung to Jesus. They've got a faith that you would say, hey, man, that's, that's solid. It's not always wavering and shaking. No, it's, it's solid, steady faith. So you follow my patience, my love, my endurance. I mean, so much of the Christian life is just that, right? It's learning to have patience, learning to endure even in the hardships. But then notice what happens. So we love all those words, but Paul says in verse 11, along with, so you've not just followed those things, you also followed the persecutions and sufferings that came to me. So he's saying, Timothy, man, awesome job. You followed even when it's difficult, even when others are, are harassing and pursuing me, or it's just life is difficult and hard. Think about it. Paul had been shipwrecked. He'd been uh, abandoned. He had been mocked. He'd been slandered. He'd been beaten and more. And he says, hey, Timothy, you're doing a good job because you're, you're welcoming those things. Those are part of the Christian life and you're not pushing back. But along with that, he's saying, Timothy, I'm, I'm showing you how to live this out. I'm showing you how to keep following Jesus faithfully, even when it's really, really hard. You've learned from me. Let's keep it going. So you want to find somebody in your life that you can learn from them in the sense of they've pursued and followed Jesus, even when it's been difficult. And because of that, they're going to be willing to challenge you. Like if, if the people in your life, all they ever do is say, man, you're so awesome. You're probably going to hit a, hit a lid because you're not being challenged to grow. Paul was that for Timothy. Hey, Timothy, keep going. Endure, lean in, even in the hardship, even in the difficulty, learn from me. You ever noticed, if you, maybe you've had family or friends in the hospital. Uh, we, we make hospital visits frequently as a church staff, but it's always... Um, I guess interesting would be the right word. Interesting to me to see uh, a doctor go in with 
I guess you would call them med students who they, they've maybe finished their classwork, but now they're having to follow a doctor like a residency. And it's always fun to me to hear them chatting in the hallway after they go and visit a patient. Because what's happening is the doctor is modeling for them what doctors do. So he doesn't just teach them, he's, he's showing them, right? So I love to hear him in the, conversa- in, in the hallway like, hey, well, why did, why did you say they need this particular medicine? Or why did you respond to the mother-in-law that way? Like, like wh- why are you saying these things? Man, it's a teaching moment. Or if some of you uh, girls have, have been in ballet, you're in ballet, now you think about it, your teacher doesn't just sit and read a textbook. No, they get up and show you, I will not perform ballet moves up here, but they get up and show you how to do the moves, right? Or they may even come up and, and grab your arm or grab your leg and, and, and position it in the right way because it's not just taught, it's caught. They're helping you experience it. Or think about baseball. We love baseball season. My friend Casey loves baseball, right? And think about when you were first learning, whether it's baseball or softball, first learning to hit, your coach doesn't just tell you what to do often, or your, your dad, they come up and they position your hands on the bat, right? And they help you get your feet set. I don't want to show you all and intimidate you with my good baseball moves, but they, 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 they show you with their hands, here's what it looks like. They may even swing with you so you can feel what it's like. Paul's saying, the Lord is telling us this morning, we need, if we're going to follow faithfully, we need people like that in our lives. People who can say, Oh man, I, my wife and I, we, we, we had trouble getting pregnant too. We, we know what that's like. Can we talk to you about what it's like to depend on the Lord in that kind of season? People who can come to you and say, or you can call when you lost your job or didn't make the team. Some of you can call and say, hey, I, I'm going through this hardship I want to keep following Jesus faithfully. Would you tell me what that looked like for you? (laughs) Someone you can call when uh, you love your kids, but you just don't know what to do in this new season, whatever it may be. Someone you can call and say, hey, how did you handle this particular stage of life? Because I'm struggling. I want to be patient. I want to endure. I want to show them what it looks like to love Jesus, but I'm struggling. (laughs) Someone you can reach out to. Someone you can go grab coffee with or grab lunch with or Shoot them an email. Learn from God's people. And one of the things you're going to notice about any of those people that you might look to and go, man, that's somebody I can learn from. Like, that's somebody I, I could be challenged to grow my faith if I spent some time with them. One thing you're going to notice about all those people is that all of them have a love for God's word. Look at what Paul tells Timothy in verse 14. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed. You know those who taught you. So think back, Timothy, because Timothy had a godly childhood where people were teaching him scriptures. His mom, his grandma, happy Mother's Day. His mom and grandma were teaching him the scriptures. And Paul's saying, Timothy, you know them. You, you saw the model they set before you. You saw how they pursued God. You know they loved the scriptures. He says, that from infancy you have known the sacred scriptures which are able to give you wisdom for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and it's profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And if you want to follow Jesus faithfully, you learn from God's people, Number two, you gotta flourish in God's word. There's no way 
You're gonna follow Jesus faithfully if you don't dig your roots deep into God's word. He says, it's, there's this practical benefit. It's profitable because it teaches you, it rebukes you, it corrects you when, when your conduct is not in line with what would please God. It trains you for righteousness. So the way you go to the spiritual gym and get stronger and create endurance to follow Jesus faithfully is to get in God's word. That's how you do it. You study scripture. That Where it says complete and equipped for every good work. Those are passive words, passive verbs. So what he's saying is as you study scripture, as you read it, as you memorize it, as you, I was just in a big gig a few minutes ago during some of the worship time or song time in here. And I loved hearing all our kiddos in big gig reciting scripture and memorizing scripture because as they memorize scripture, what happens is they actively do that. They get to receive, so passively, they get to be complete and equipped for every good work. So we put in the active work of studying scripture, of reading scripture, and as we do that, what happens to us is God's word actively works in our lives to make us ready to live the life God wants us to live. It actively works in our life to equip us to follow Jesus faithfully. You wanna follow him faithfully? You've got to flourish in his word. I think about Hebrews 4.12, that God's word is living and active. This is, this is not just an old history book. This word is alive. And when you read it, God speaks to you. I love it. I love it. I had a lady a few weeks ago after a Sunday service asked me, I'd mentioned about like a prayer time and feeling like, I, like God was telling me something. And I love what she asked. She said, how do you know what his voice sounds like? And I, I, what I told her, what I would tell you is, the more you read scripture, I think the better you are equipped to understand, oh, that's God's voice. Because what does it sound like? It sounds like scripture. Because <laughs> this is God's word. This is not just ink on pages, it's breath on pages, right? It is inspired by God, literally, God breathed. This is God's word. If you're gonna follow him faithfully, be equipped to do that, you gotta study scripture. Psalm 1 gives us a picture of this idea. It says, blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord. Scripture. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree planted by streams of living water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. How do you flourish? How do you spiritually grow and bear fruit in season and out of season? It's by studying God's word. I remember speaking of baseball, I remember, I don't know if this is still a brand. Maybe, maybe Castle, you can tell me. Is, is TPX, is that still a brand that people use, of bats? Nope, okay, I'm old, all right. I remember when I was, I guess this is probably like third or fourth grade. Maybe this is just a Florida thing, I don't know. But Louisville Slugger, is that still a brand people use? Okay, Louisville Slugger. They had a, like an off, uh, particular uh, line that was the TPX brand. And it was the coolest bat to have. Like, it was like, if you were a true baseball player, you had a TPX. So I remember uh, one afternoon, my dad surprised me and he took me in to, to Academy or a store like that. And he bought me a TPX bat. And I just, I kind of walked a little differently. You know what I'm saying like, I got that bat, let's go. And I, went, I remember my first at bat, uh, it was like third or fourth grade. My first at bat, I got down 0 and 2 in the count. And <laughs> 
I hadn't swung once time, one time. My dad was coaching at third base and he said, <clears throat> in front of everyone, there were millions of people watching, I'm sure. <laughs> he said, son, it's a nice bat, but it ain't gonna swing for you. <laughs> like, it's a great resource, but you gotta use it. You gotta do something. So many of us, as I, as I talk about God's word and how it equips us and it's amazing, like, that's one thing I love about our church is like you, you know that and you believe that. But I would, what I would tell you is it's amazing, but it's not gonna read itself to you. Like get into it, put in the effort and the sweat to study God's word and watch it move in your life. It is amazing, but you gotta use it. You gotta dig in. And if you're like, well, I don't know what that looks like. Next week, where Pastor Dave and I both are, are circling back uh, kind of topically, I guess you could say, as much as we love to go on verse by verse next week, we're going to more topically look at the idea of God's word. And one of the things I'm going to cover is how do you study it? How do you dig in faithfully? But what I want you to leave with today is if you're going to follow faithfully, if you're going to follow Jesus, not, not be left undone and not just give up halfway through, you've got to study God's word. One more. Quickly, it's right in the middle of it. Verse 14. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed. Third thing, don't quit. You want to follow faithfully? Don't quit. Pursue him even when it's difficult. Love Jesus even when no one else is. Live like him even when it's going to cost you. Don't quit. The word continue, that's the same exact word that Jesus uses in John 15, four through five, where he says, remain, abide in me. Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. But apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. If you're gonna follow Jesus faithfully, you've got to continue in what you have learned and what you firmly believe, which is the gospel. You've got to continue clinging to Jesus, pursuing him even when it's hard. Don't quit. The gospel, simple good news that Jesus paid the price for your sins and my sins. That he died on a cross so we could have a relationship with him. And I, I'm guilty of too often, I think in church culture, we're guilty of like, well, you need to do all these things, get your life right, and, and you can receive this free gift. Well, is it really a free gift if you have to figure all this stuff out first? <laughs> no. no. Salvation, the good news of the gospel is this, that you simply just tell Jesus, thank you. <laughs> I see what you did for me. I see you paid the price for me. I received that gift. Thank you. Now, I got to warn you, it, when you believe in Jesus and receive that free gift, he's going to come in your life and rearrange some things. <laughs> you better believe it. He's going to, because he calls you to follow him. But the way you get to know him is you just receive that free gift. So if you've never done that, you've never trusted Jesus, I want to invite you, I want to encourage you today. If you realize, oh my gosh, I'm starting to get it that Jesus loved me to the point of death on a cross and has invited me into a relationship with him because forgive me of my sins, I want to invite you to say thank you to Jesus to receive that free gift. 
But if you've already done that, you're already a Christian, the challenge is to continue believing in the goodness, the faithfulness, the love, the perfection of Jesus Christ. You continue loving him and living like him even when it's hard. I remember one time uh, this past summer, we were at a water park with our kids and um, Haddon, was, our little boy, was super excited about going on uh, the slides. And something about our kids, they're, uh, they're, uh, they're pretty tiny. <laughs> they're pretty little. And so particularly for their age even. And um, so it makes going on slides a little difficult because if you don't have enough weight, what happens? You get stuck. Yeah. So I remember the first time on this one slide, uh, I'm down at the bottom because they're still figuring out swimming. So I'm down at the bottom where the little pool is where they come into. And uh, Haddon goes down and I hear he screams of joy. Like just, he's having the best time ever. My heart is swelling with pride. And all of a sudden the screaming stops and I wait and I wait and I wait. And there's no one's coming into the pool, right? So I'm getting a little bit nervous. And so uh, I realize there's a turn up ahead like in, like, or up before the pool. There's a turn at the very end of the slide. So I stick my head and look up the slide and Haddon is coming around. He says, Dad, I'm bum shuffling. <laughs> so he's, he's bum shuffling to the bottom of the slide, right? which I congratulated him on not giving up, right? And sure enough, the whole week we were there, every time it came down that slide, he had to bum shuffle to the end, right? The Christian life is like that sometimes. Like we, you get started and you're like, whoa, Jesus is awesome. This is great. You're having a great time. But I promise you, life at some point is going to take an unexpected turn. And you're probably gonna have less momentum than you thought you did. And the challenge, 2 Timothy 3, to continue is that you don't, when things get difficult and less fun, you don't just stop, I hate my life. But you say, you know what? Jesus is worth it. I'm gonna keep pursuing after him. I'm gonna keep growing in him. Even if I have to just push myself the rest of the way, I'm not gonna give up on pursuing Jesus. Don't quit. What do you want people to say at your funeral? If that seems too far away and too morbid, like what do you want people to say when you graduate high school? Or, or if you at some point are gonna move and change jobs, like what do you want people to say when you transition to another job? Do you want them to say, man, like he, he, he may have been a Christian. I can't, I'm not really sure. Or do you want them to say, man, she, she talked a lot about Jesus, but sheesh, man, her lifestyle and her mouth, she did not, I don't think she, I don't know. Or do you want them to say, man, that was somebody who found their greatest pleasure and purpose in Jesus. And that was somebody who pursued him even when it was difficult. See, faithfulness in the end starts with faithfulness today, pursuing him today. We're gonna have just a real quick time to, to pray and talk with the Lord. I wanna give you a few things to do this week. It's not homework, you know, it's not spiritual extra credit, but I think it could be helpful to you. If you wanna write them down, great. If not, it's okay. First thing I would like you to do, connect with somebody you can learn from. Connect with a believer who is a little further along in the race 
and ask them specific questions. Like, I guarantee you, if I go to Pastor David Wilson and I'm just like, David, teach me, he's gonna go, teach you what, right? Go with a specific question. Hey, I'm in this season of life and I'm fixing to graduate high school and I, my head's spinning. Hey, what did you do when you graduated high school? How did you keep pursuing Jesus? Or I need, for, I'm not gonna give a bunch of examples because I'm out of time, but connect with somebody over coffee, phone call, FaceTime, whatever it may be, and be specific. Ask them a question that will help you grow in your faith. Second thing, challenge, be faithful in God's word this week. If you read your Bible every day, that's awesome. Keep doing it. If, if you don't normally read scripture, that's a challenge for you this week because you're not gonna follow faithfully if you don't faithfully get in God's word. So be faithful in his word this week. And the third thing, I think it'd be cool if you did this today. It could be in this moment or this afternoon, but I would like you to, to journal. Maybe you put it in your phone or just process out loud, but to, to ask God to show you if there are any areas you have quit. Meaning like, maybe it's you quit reading your Bible. Maybe it's you've quit talking to God. You've quit praying. Maybe you've given up on trusting God in a particular area. Like, I don't know, whatever it may be, but ask God, Lord, is there an area in my walk with you where I've not been following faithfully? Is there an area where I've, where I've kind of given up? Like, I'm gonna ask you, I think you could process that later, but I'm gonna ask you even now to just talk with the Lord for a minute about that. I'm gonna pray in just a second. And then as we sing, uh, there'll be some ministers down front that would love to pray with you, love to encourage you. If you trusted Christ for salvation, you received that free gift and they would love to celebrate with you. Uh, or maybe you just wanna come to the altar and pray in a minute. It'll be open as we sing. But right now, take a minute to just talk to the Lord. Let's hear from him. God, thank you that you hear our prayers. Well, I would imagine there's, there's folks here this morning that they are here, but they quit a long time ago. Maybe they just gave up on you, gave up on the church, whatever it may be. God, would you work in their hearts this morning? Would you make yourself so real to them? Would they sense your presence? God, may we be a people who follow you faithfully in every single season. God, recognizing that we started this journey by faith coming to your open arms of forgiveness, God, and we continue to walk this faith, this journey by faith of just remembering who we are in you and serving you from 
a posture of humility and acceptance. God, would you speak to us as we respond now? Would you help us to, if we, if we just need to sing, God, would you help us to praise you and think about how, how amazing following you is, Jesus? Sure, let me pray. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's message, subscribe and rate us wherever you stream your podcasts. To learn more about the venue at Southcrest, visit us online at southcrest.org or on Facebook and Instagram by searching for Southcrest Baptist Church. 